I, yeah, I've referred to Mulan as the princess of China before. I don't know if that's improper or negligent. You know, you'd have to just ask the Chinese. Ask. Hi. um, Do you have any Chinese friends that can that can speak for their entire? Uh, no, I'm sorry. um, Nation. No, I have Chinese acquaintances. Name three Chinese acquaintances (laughs) that you have. No, I probably have like two. (laughs) Wow, we're at that point. That's where we are today. They live in Canada. You have to count how many you have that number on hand. You just um, ask anyone on the street how many Chinese friends you have. Three. They just know. It's Mulan. like their phone number. So I typed in Mulan Princess and Mulan Princess of China autofilled. So I am feeling a little bit vindicated right now. She's not even. She marries a general. Perfect. That doesn't make her a princess. <laughs> they don't even uh, have princes. They have emperors. Yeah. Is an emperor gender neutral or is it empress? No, it's empress. Do they dress to impress? No. Welcome to Desk Pop. My name is Andy, and uh, this is Brian over here. Right over here. How's it going? He's right there. Can you see him? I'm. This is 4D. You can practically. All right. Taste me. So whenever you hear the different tones, be sure to scratch and sniff your <laughs> special Desk Pop scratch and sniff cards. Watch out, because there's rollers that are going to be going under your feet to simulate uh, me rolling around on the ground underneath your feet. Yeah. Yeah, I get that 4D. Mm. And the, yeah, okay. <laughs> How are you? Andy? I'm just gonna fucking stop right I'm there. Just gonna, please. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um. There's just been this huge. Let me stop you. Just okay. Don't you fucking hate that? Let me let me continue <laughs> so I can tell you why I'm just okay. <laughs> there's just been this huge void in my life, mm. and I've just been feeling restless and bored, and I don't know what to fill my time with. But I know I need to be doing something. Yeah. I discovered this game called Project High Rise. Okay. It is a tower building simulator where you build a building and you rent out different spaces to offices. Uh huh. And you can furnish it. You need to make sure all the offices have power and phone lines, and sometimes you need water, and they get unhappy sometimes because there's no like eating establishments next spot next door, so you can like. You know, at the lobby of your building, you can put, like, a sandwich shop, and that gets traffic, but then, you know, you need to raise the rent so you get more money so you can do it. That saved me. It I saved feel you. Very, I felt very fulfilled when I discovered it, but That's now good. it's taken up my entire life, and yeah. now at any moment in my life, I'm like, I could be playing that right now. Hmm. It's really, really good. Interesting. Yeah. Nothing like a management simulator where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. What of finding resources and spending them yep yeah it's nice to mess around with someone else's money yeah excuse me excuse me tight thanks anyways how are you brian i'm doing well uh i'd like to tell you what's filling my void Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh it's two things (laughs) (laughs) it's uh the Impossible Whopper from Burger King. Have you tried that? I haven't even heard of this. It's wonderful. It's Whopperful. I can't stop. I have an insatiable hunger for these uh, meatless Whoppers. Whoppers. Yeah. Can't stop myself. Can't stop, won't stop. I think about it every day. I want one at least once a day. 
What's with all these fast foods <sighs> releasing these like popular? Or is it is it a huge popular item? I yeah, I believe is it, it like is. The Popeyes chicken sandwich. I don't think it's necessarily on that scale. I think that's a different sort of thing that's happening. But this is like, in terms of like vegan and vegetarian communities, it's very very popular. Okay, are uh, you a vegan or vegetarian? No, uh, but sometimes I uh, am adjacent <laughs> to vegetarian. Oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll define myself as a temporary vegetarian. Can for... you like flip my? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Had some audio issues uh, there. So the second thing that's been filling my void Uh-oh. has been World of Warcraft Classic. Okay, I think we talked about this briefly. We did. We did time. before I really... Are you a tank? I dove into it. Um, At this point, I'm not a tank, to your dismay. I don't do a lot of damage. I, <laughs> I have been healing. I've been playing a shaman. Okay. Uh, and so far, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, the most fun part is waiting eight hours to get into play and then playing and everything is very difficult. So right now I believe I'm level 26 uh, after playing for probably at least 24 hours total or more. Uh, okay. Actually more, definitely more. And Does playtime count um, your waiting time? When you're waiting to no, get in, no, no, it doesn't. It's count. just when you're logged in. Okay. You could be doing nothing. You could be just sitting there, but it still is counting once you're on that character okay cool um but hopefully by the time this episode airs in a couple days uh i'll be up i will be level 27 i'll hold you accountable what's so special about that number nothing it's just one additional level because it's so hard it's gonna take me days to get there oh okay not really i really haven't hit that wall yet anyway cool less about me more about the news the news have you heard the good news have you heard the good news are you talking to me yeah or? oh okay you're looking at me but i, I just the lights very are on nobody's intensely. home there's like nothing i'm looking at you it's just a very blank stare <laughs> it's kind of dead inside <laughs> yeah just like, been, have you i have been described news? that way before yes dead inside just born with no soul yeah you don't cry when you come out and the, doc- <laughs> the doctors cry they somehow know cry, your name before your mother names blood. you <laughs> they cry blood yeah yeah oh man the birth of brian sullivan no the good news that uh nintendo released about five hundred thousand new games oh yeah and or remakes and or characters for other games okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there was yeah. you know the i was super i'm always hyped and nintendo directs in the moment we're both, the best direct ever. We're both Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. Life is fulfilled. Everything's yeah. great. But then after enough time passes, I slowly start to realize that that direct wasn't as good as I believed it to be in the yeah. moment. Um, we got Banjo-Kazooie Shadow Drop. Um, yeah, that was Smash. nice. Yeah. So you can play as Banjo now. I haven't done it yet. I'm very excited <laughs> to do that, but I was preoccupied. Um, so I couldn't do that. I was too busy. Too much jerking off. I was too busy um, increasing rents on yeah, fictional yeah. tenants in my building. And jerking off while doing that. And jerking yeah, off. Yeah. 
just the magic of having two <laughs> monitors is just you know no i was saying you're watching your money increase you're watching you're taking money away from tenants yeah it's all about that green baby yeah um so that was a thing yeah sans is an yeah. alternate skin in smash it's not it's a skin for the me gunner but mm. it's not one of those obvious costumes it is a actual different model of sans so it's like a weird step above a me skin but yeah. below like an echo fighter it's this weird yeah. purgatory of it's interesting and it comes with a music track yeah. i think it's i think it's a good way to honor a character without without uh i don't know disappointing other fans i guess like it's a good middle ground between like uh i don't know i don't know it's good i think i think they did enough is what i'm trying to I say i think the reaction that i've been seeing on the internet at the interwebs of people reacting to sans i'm curious about sans sans's odds of being an actual dlc character in the future hmm. now I, that they i feel like this has kind of made it his he's not gonna be one you know i i can't set any rules or make sure, any predict sure. like anybody can get in now like it is very realistic that master chief could just be a playable character in, in smash brothers it doesn't Maybe. it yeah there there are no rules anymore yeah it's total anarchy have there ever been rules there i think been, people have always assigned rules yeah. but i don't know if there have always been people have made assumptions about rules. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there haven't been any clear rules seen yet that I could see yeah. other than they have to originate from a video game. That's the only rule that they've actually admitted to having. Can I talk to you about my favorite piece of news, which I hope is linked to this? Sure. Uh, last week, um, Amazon leaked a case for Overwatch, yes. a, a Switch case, and it was officially licensed by Blizzard and Nintendo. Uh, yeah, yeah. So fans rightly were wondering, okay, well, I guess Overwatch is coming to the Switch, you know, because otherwise, yeah. why would you have a licensed case for a game that's not on the console? Um, well, they did announce in the Direct also that Overwatch is coming to the Switch, which I will probably just continue to play on PC. I don't know if I'll purchase it again, but... I'll definitely buy it again. I'll, yeah. I'll get it for the Switch. Yeah. I just don't want to have to pay Nintendo online or whatever. I don't not right now at this moment. That's a good point. Um, but that, that kind of makes me very hopeful that an overwatch character could make it into. There Smash. was heavy speculation that diva was going to get in Yeah. before well, the S and K leak happened. And then yeah. everyone was like, Oh, it's Terry. Yeah. So, well, I, and, and the more I think about it, the more I could see diva working well as an echo fighter for, zero suit samus um not like in not like a one for one but i think it could work i think there's ways they could do it um, well i saw it as like wario and his bike where there are certain moves that sure she gets in the mech and flies sure. across and it explodes or it, can be it would be great if she was her own character i would yeah. love that but i think i could see her working as a character such as zero suit samus. okay yeah i'm just saying i think it could work pretty easily and like mm -hmm. you know yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think Tracer probably has a bigger chance of being in just because sure. she seems to be the front. The front. She's more of the mascot. Yeah. Yeah. For Overwatch, I was very happy to hear that Smash Brothers or 
they announced that we're getting more DLC fighters yeah. than what we had. Because I'm very upset that all the DLC fighters up until this point have been third party. Yeah. It's really cool that we are getting third party. Uh, the child in me freaks out every time I see, like, because, like, what are the odds that we get to see all these game worlds crossing over? But there's still a handful of Nintendo characters that just missed the cut. Sure. And I really want to see Paper Mario in there. I want to see Geno in there. I want to see. I can't think of anybody else now. So I'm for... <laughs> Waluigi. I want to see Waluigi in there. Yeah. There's so many Nintendo characters that they're just, you know. Yeah, put, yeah, put yeah. them in there. Keep adding third parties, but I want to see some Nintendo people. Just add all the characters. It's a Nintendo fighting game. I want more yeah. Nintendo people. Um, and Cuphead. But uh, that I was I want announced. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Toad can't jump. Yeah, but he could be Toad and Waddle Dee can't be or... in the game. You're mean. They can't. You're, you're not a nice man, mister. <laughs> I remember, I think two years ago, I was in a very passionate debates with people talking about ridley's too big to be in yeah, smash brother yeah. ridley can't do it yeah you can't put ridley in smash like i don't know why i was so worked up over well, it well the game creator came out and like that's what they had said originally why it wasn't gonna be well yeah but smash. i don't know why i gave that much i yeah. gave a shit yeah it's just a new character yeah you know the only character i hate in smash brothers is rob i yeah. hate how rob is put in everything it's like a game peripheral but i I don't understand why they keep putting him in things, and I just <laughs> I don't know why I'm annoyed by it, but I just really hate Rob. <laughs> I hate him. Um, we got an HD remaster of Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. It doesn't look that different from the original, unless you look at them side by side, and then you're like, holy shit. Oh, okay. This looks really good. I mean, the original looks like trash. I don't mm. know why I thought it didn't before, but yeah it looks really good luigi's mansion got a weird party mode that doesn't it just looks like they just threw it in there they revealed more floors of the hotel as well yeah Yeah. uh i'm excited to play it multiplayer i'm not all that multiplayer gimmick stuff i'm not yeah i just want to play by myself yeah just play the story um what else we get we got Animal Crossing footage that didn't really reveal mm. anything new. It was weird because it felt like a tutorial for, like, beginning the game that I didn't want to watch. Yeah. Like, I wanted to skip it. I think crafting and Animal Crossing go together so well, but that was such a boring way to show it off. Yeah. And they already showed it off before. Why not show, like, it cool shit you new. can do, not just, like, when you begin, you will be making an axe. You will go to the tree. You will shake it. You will get this stick. Yeah. You will go grab a rock. You will go to the crafting bench. You will make the axe. You will use the axe. It was like, okay, that's... At the bare minimum, they could have easily have shown off maybe four or five new villagers that yeah. you'll be interacting with. Yeah. Or something. Or a new shop. Or, you know, the Animal Crossing thing is just boring. It, it's sure. just... Yeah. Pokemon had a real... I think um, someone in the office described it really well. They were basically saying, so... I think it's very obvious that the backlash that Pokemon has been getting has been pretty... It, maybe it's not a majority of fans, but it's been big enough yeah. to where they're... There's they a vocal outcry, sure. They can definitely understand people are upset. Yeah. And every opportunity that they have to come out and give us new information, they just keep dropping the ball. Well, I think that they just think that by continuing business as usual and just like keeping a, a smile on and continuing... Like people will drop it. <laughs> Cause know? like they could have, they could have yeah. really have 
surprise us sure. with something cool or new sure. or they could have you know you can bullshit people pretty easily you yeah. can just show off something and really hype it up yeah but instead we got two new pokemon yeah which pokemon reveals are always cool yeah we got you know the the ability of that one pokemon that surfs that's interesting that's cool yeah we got a pokemon and me clone which is the camping thing which just you know it doesn't look compelling enough sure. to be advertised like shown off I, that didn't sell me on anything that didn't make me forget the things i'm already mad about <laughs> and then they showed off trainer customization which i loved that that was yeah. cool but also 2019 that's just that's <laughs> expected it should in games. be a standard that's, thing yeah that's a standard yeah it's not it's not anything special and they not something else that i forgot um i i, I think it was like fourth oh curry curry and rice curry you get to, nice. there's a weird so, cooking mechanic so you would describe this to me we saw each other the day that this came out and you had described it to me and i was like oh that doesn't sound good at all and i watched it and I remember actually being relatively happy with the announcement. Like, watching things, I was like, that seems good. That seems nice. Like, you know, I was yeah. like, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I'm not happy about the... I'm not happy that in the same Nintendo Direct, we're hearing... uh smash brothers the you know smash brothers basically going like we're gonna keep adding stuff in yeah like we're not gonna be limited by this six six uh dlc package we're gonna keep adding stuff yeah and the same direct you have pokemon was <laughs> like Duh, here you go uh like the same shit yeah i don't know it's just one of those things where We've talked about it to death. There's nothing yeah. new to say on the fact that, you know... It's just so frustrating. There's no acknowledgement, really, about... You know, they kind of said their piece on it, and that was it, and that's that's how it is, I guess. And I hate when people... Um, and we need to we need to kind of transition to the next thing on the sure, direct. We sure. cannot linger on We can't mind. linger. We'll, we'll we just cannot. get so sidetracked, yeah. Um, but I just can't stand it when people get mad about people complaining and they're like dude it's a kid's game yeah it's just no that's not a you can't say it's it's a 60 dollar product that people are buying i mean i you know it's they definitely are well aware that there are not just children who are buying these games and you know children don't have the money to buy both versions right anyways you know how who do you think is buying all these double versions of these games it's right you know you can't just say, oh, it's a kid's game, and you just need to accept that. Yeah. it's You can't do that. And I've been seeing that, you know, every Pokemon announcement, there's a big wave of people complaining, and a big wave of, it's just, it just really annoying. I'm buying it regardless. Yeah. I'm nice that they're adding we're, something. I'm not I think happy we're both that. very clear. We're both buying it. We're both going to probably enjoy the game. Uh, it just looks like they could be doing so much more. Right. And it doesn't look, I think they just feel so obligated to be, pushing these things out by the time limit game freak is very risk averse as well they just need to like spend more time on it they had another game announced though game freak that was even more disappointing i did not like that yeah so it made me i think i was more mad watching this game knowing that they were spending time on this and not liking it and being like this is what 
you know, it's not, quote, taking away resources from Pokemon, but, I mean, it's not helping Pokemon yeah. them developing this other game, you know? It's one of those, um, it, I think it's called Little Town Hero. That sounds right, yeah. Um, and the premise is that you're in a town. You never mm. leave the town. I think the whole game takes place in this oh, town. Oh, really? And you interact with the town's members. Um, the mechanic is it's turn-based, but there's different town's members around this town. Yeah. And by being near them, you can interact with them, and you can unleash special abilities to fight monsters or something. Yeah. The only exciting thing that I thought about this is that they got Toby Fox to make the soundtrack. Hmm. I think it's really cool that they're reaching out to prominent members in, like, the indie scene or just people. They've acknowledged the talent of someone who's not affiliated with any AAA game company. Right, right. And they're bringing them in. I think that's cool. You need fresh people in there you know in any capacity to change things up so that's kind of cool it just sucks that this game looks like an eShop title which i guess it's not an insult to eShop titles but yeah it's just, i mean i was expecting a huge new experience you know if game freaks using yeah. this as an opportunity to sell us something that's not pokemon go big or go home right yeah i think i felt the same way i felt like sure it's a cute concept but it doesn't blow me away and honestly it i was a little confused too because the the opening is like oh you know we don't use weapons to fight something we use something ideas. we use ideas and then you see the battle sequence and the character's holding a weapon so yeah. that that didn't make sense i was like well i i get the idea is that you're not choosing attacks technically i guess uh-huh. but by choosing these ideas you're creating an attack i i i don't know i don't it's just really weird and i'd give it a free pass if this was an indie game or someone's yeah. first like a small team's making it which a small team is making it in game freak right but game freak has made lots of games yeah. they're very experienced and this definitely looks like a game that's made by someone who doesn't have a lot of experience sure. making games or maybe not as many resources yeah, yeah. they definitely that that game, especially, I think it's two months away from releasing, should look more polished. That yeah. looks exactly like the thing they showed us the first time when it was uh, had a code name. I don't know. I just... I'm not impressed. I probably... I don't know if I'm even going to get it. I'm not compelled right now. I might get I, it for the no, novelty. I, I won't be buying it. I, I kind of jokingly, when I watched it... Uh, I was like, I'm not going to buy that because I don't want to support the fact that they're not <laughs> spending resources on Pokemon. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I genuinely, like, just wasn't – I don't think I would enjoy playing that. I, you know, maybe I'll be wrong and maybe I'll see someone play it and be like, uh-huh. you know, they just didn't do a good job marketing it or, you know, whatever. But currently at the moment I was not impressed with that announcement. Yeah. Um, what else did they announce? They Trials hmm. of Mana, uh, HD, I think. They, they made – they're getting a bunch of ports, yeah. which is always great. Oh, um, the Persona Fire Emblem crossover. Tokyo um, Mirage Sessions. Yeah. I Let me tell you, I had a Wii U kind of specifically to play this game. Did you play it? No. My Wii it's U, pretty good. My Wii U uh, ended up getting flooded in the, in the last hurricane, last oh, major no. hurricane. And I never got a chance to play it. I was kind of bummed about it because I was like, I don't want to buy another Wii U. Yeah. Like, just to play this one game that is, like, visually beautiful. Yeah, that's why I bought it. Yeah. I never played Persona up until that point, so yeah, I bought it strictly for the aesthetic. Well, and it's two properties that I very much love, Fire Emblem and Persona. And so 
Uh, I was so hyped to see that finally come to the Switch. I'm like, man. It looks so good. I um, When I first played it, I hated it. Really? Because I'd never yeah. played any Persona before in my life. Yeah. Um, it take Sometimes it... Because I don't enjoy hating things. Sure. Um, although a lot of evidence may point otherwise. It's... <laughs> I didn't like it because I never played Persona before, so I didn't really get the weird sure. style of it. Yeah, the writing yeah. is weird, and there's like a lot of oh, they're texting each other, and it's like yeah. it's weird. It's just weird. Well, since then I've played Persona three, hated it, and then I played Persona five. Yeah, and then like maybe five is wonderful. Two hours into Persona yeah. five, something clicked, and I was like, I get it. I th- yeah, this is like Fire Emblem. Or uh, what? What is it called? Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag Fe or whatever. Yeah. This, it, it was supposed to be that way, and right. it's like, that's why it's good. And so, now I look back at all the things that I played before, and I really, I look back at it fondly now, mm. and I can't wait to play this again. I'm yeah, really yeah. glad that this wasn't just a forgotten relic. I, I hope am, they do something like I'm this again. I'm very happy. Yeah, I think that that's that, really neat. That was a very good announcement. Um. What else was there? Um, hmm. There was so much. I think it the, was long. The Smash Brothers thing was my favorite. Just yeah. the announcement of they're adding more than five characters that got me so hyped. Um, for that, let me see. Um, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think we mostly covered everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably like one huge bombshell announcement that we're forgetting, <laughs> but. You know, that's a yeah. future us problem, I guess. I guess. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'm excited. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the I Aaron downloaded Super Kirby Clash. Oh yeah, that this free weekend, to play. And we played Kirby it a little game. bit. Is it was it cute. Um it's free to start is how they phrased it in the thing. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I think eventually he got to a point where he could no longer progress without having to wait a super long time or something. Yeah. Uh, but I was. It makes me feel as if there will be a certain point in the game where you will no longer be able to continue without purchasing. It'll probably be like an online thing, yeah. Because they said it was free to start. I think it's a specifically. Port. They, uh, I think that's a yeah. port of a 3DS version of okay. that where they made gotcha. you pay something is like a almost like mobile like pricing sure it's where you had to get to a certain point and then you and paid then, to get something to yeah. unlock something buying yeah. gym apples yeah i think kirby is really neat in that way where they're like experimenting with weird games left and right yeah yeah a lot of a lot of times it's like i think maybe one a year we get some weird experimental kirby title that's not kirby air ride yeah even though that game is a masterpiece. Kirby Air Ride was great. I, I spent so many hours as a kid playing that. Kirby Air Ride is just this weird anomaly of it just the only thing bad about it is that it came out at the wrong time on you the think? wrong platform. Yeah. Oh, I think it was people great. were not ready for that. People weren't ready. <laughs> people weren't ready. I uh the GameCube didn't sell well and I feel oh, like if okay. that released on a on the wii yeah. when it was in its heyday yeah. people would have loved it and would have gotten sequels like yeah. it came out at the wrong time the society wasn't ready yeah and uh i would kill to have that ported one day i played this online fan game that's like a kirby air ride thing mm-hmm. and it's it's in chinese and it's really oh whoa, whoa, whoa okay 
I'm gonna. Si- I'm not even gonna finish this story. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm great. gonna tell you another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is a sidetrack. So over the weekend, yes. um, Dana's sister invited us to go see this Chinese animated movie. Okay. And I knew nothing about it other than that it was a Chinese animated movie. I didn't want to look up anything. I wanted to be completely no context, just fresh start. Let's just watch it. So the movie starts, and I don't remember the name of it. Um, it was something about the spirit pearl. Uh, hmm. It was um, they. Everyone spoke Chinese, but there were English subtitles, so I only got maybe eighty, maybe ninety percent of the dialogue spoken because it was really hard for me to kind of like. I, I'm a dub person, so I'm not used to reading subs sure. while I'm watching. Just know. not very educated. I yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this movie was so freaking weird. Yeah. It was. Uh, in the middle of this movie, I, I didn't catch any other pop culture references in there, but there was this one part where it's like a CGI movie, and the fighting was really good. American CGI movies, they're, they're like, you never see this really cool, intense fight scene in like Spider Verse or you know, or if it is, it's very brief. I but this had like this really long animated fight scene. It was so cool, but there's this part where one of them spawns and they're like on the ground, and it's like an orb that's burnt around them, similar to Terminator. And then these like this Chinese orchestra thing that's kind of playing like traditional music, you know, like instrumentals, you know, whatever, starts playing like the dun 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 from Terminator, and nobody in the theater got it except for me, <laughs> and I'm in the back just like, oh, it's the Terminator, and that was just such a weird thing to reference in this movie. Hmm. I don't know why they did that. Hmm? Um. Somebody in there. Anyway, anyways, that's that's something I did over the anyway. weekend. I'm gonna find the name of this movie and I'm gonna tell you, and I'll add that to to the catalog add of it. things that add it to the things that I'll never watch. Yeah, put it in the Disney vault. Yeah, save it the for Brian later. Vault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope there's an afterlife, and when you die, there's like a list of like, all right, you have to do everything you said you were going to do and never did. It's like that. Uh, you have to like do all of this stuff. Your unfinished business. This is that Disney Channel show with the eddie guy that turns into a dog that has to do fucking what <laughs> well, don't uh, you hate it when you accidentally turn into a dog a hundred deeds or a thousand deeds or something with eddie eddie Mc, uh... oh and this is the segment <laughs> of the show where brian looks something up a hundred deeds for Shadow Wolf is the first autocomplete. <laughs> so that's 100 that's Deeds for Shadow Wolf, my favorite but Disney movie. 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd is an American television sitcom created for Nickelodeon. Uh had 40 episodes, 3 seasons. It had 3 seasons. The plot was People wanted this two more times. Uh Eddie McDowd is considered to be a schoolyard bully by his peers. Oh, let me switch over. That's the, that's the plot. <laughs> McDowd considers himself very attractive and powerful, so he bullies others without mercy. One day, while bullying a kid after school, he is caught by a kind of mystical man. Kind of mystical. He's he's kind of mystical. He's not fully mystical. He's kind of. He tells McDowd that due to his bullying, he will be punished for his wrongdoings by living life as a dog, and that in order to be restored as a human, he has to do 100 good deeds for others. Besides the drifter, the only one who can hear him talk is Justin Taylor, the last kid he bullied. At first, the two are firmly against the idea, but McDowd realizes that he must work alongside Justin and his family to finish his good deeds. 
Every time Eddie performs a good deed, the drifter appears with a creatively presented number, stating the remaining deeds he has left. Occasionally, when Eddie misbehaves, the drifter takes away one of his deeds. Uh-oh. The story has no ending, as the series was canceled before a final resolution could be made. <laughs> Jeez. He's still living as a dog. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I hope they bring back a gritty reboot where he's just a feral dog that's killed. He's lost all sense of humanity. Yeah. He's been a dog for too long. <laughs> you watch this show? I just am familiar with the, the work. <laughs> I'm familiar with the work. I'm familiar with the work. I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> I'm kind of mystical. No, but that's why. So whenever I die, I will be turned into a dog and made watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but people won't know you're a dog, so people will like I hope whoever owns you as a a dog is is very fucking weird. Okay. Huh. <laughs> so looks around to find something though. so let's let's talk yeah. about something uh 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 have you seen it chapter two yet I no haven't. i haven't okay i want to same i heard it was potentially going to be uh the first rated r movie to surpass a uh like a certain amount of money like i don't know if it was 100 million or something in the box office but something okay yeah cool i also heard it was a very good comedy i heard the movie was just bad really i heard people uh i just i've heard nothing but good things i've heard that the stand the bar was set really high by the first one which is yeah and that the second one didn't match up to the Mm. first one in terms of quality at all but i also heard that bill Hader did the best job in that yeah i I have heard that he is the the best part as well yeah but which is basically like every jack black movie you know you could say whatever you want about the live action goosebumps movie but you cannot tell me you can't tell me that the atrocity that was goosebumps was jack black's fault i see that movie and i see one man trying and everybody else just getting paid to show up to work jack black is a treasure and he's not used properly in movies and that's that's my soapbox moment. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'll withhold my comments. Uh, <laughs> you don't like Jack so, Black? You haven't seen Nacho Libre? I am familiar with his work. <laughs> I've seen Nacho Libre. I feel as if he falls into the same category. Uh, and this is through my eyes. Not everyone's going to agree. As Will Ferrell adam sandler um where it's kind of like you're getting the same character every time same absurdity it 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 loses its flavor after a while it's a gum you've been chewing too long that no longer has flavor sure it's gum sure you can keep chewing it but i don't know you're not enjoying it i can understand where you're coming from there i wouldn't loop adam sandler in there because, like, I can still enjoy Will Ferrell and Jack Black as long as I'm familiar. Like, 
I'm not turned off by a movie when I find out, oh, it's a Will Ferrell movie. Whereas Adam Sandler, I, I find out it's an Adam Sandler movie, am. and I'm like, sign me out. For, I don't wanna... for me, they're they're in the same echelon of like bad comedy. Ooh. I think it's all low hanging fruit comedy, like ah oh, fat joke, ah oh, this ah oh, I hit my head, ah oh. like it's 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 lowest common denominator. Everyone's gonna be happy to take their kids to go see them take a crap in the middle of the street or something, whatever they're doing, <laughs> like uh and hot like haha, it's family friendly, you know they didn't drop the f bomb really, but sometimes Will Ferrell does, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I guess Will Ferrell is the more adult version of the other two. Yeah, I'd say so. I think Will Ferrell... And Jack Black may be the most kid-friendly. A bad Will Ferrell movie is horrible, but I think... He, I, I he's enjoy... been doing this thing where yeah. he'll go on to talk shows as Ron Burgundy, and he'll improv stuff. I am not a fan. And some of the stuff that he improvises, yeah. like he's really good at improv comedy. Sure, sure. But I'm not saying he's not talented. So yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. The, the same thing I'm saying. I just, but yeah, it's like a mango. Yeah, it's so hard to find a good mango it's when you so hard. and when you find when you find one, it's like oh this is great. Sure. But then there's so many other ones that you keep sure. grabbing and they're all so bad. And it's just maybe I should just stop trying. Uh, I say that because I, I I've Walmart had a hard time finding mangoes. Walmart recently has just been having really good mangoes and i just go there and i and i get mangoes and they're all good and that never happens yeah. at walmart brian yeah um but yeah so yeah. will ferrell's a mango i there are moments um not a fan of stepbrothers at all i do uh, anchorman I, on occasion i i find stuff in it funny uh talladega nights there's some things uh, that one is like i feel like he's doing slightly more of a different role than usual i don't know uh-huh. um it's still like that same absurdist like ridiculous stupid comedy um but it works a little better for me in that environment yeah um yeah i don't know i i just i i will say i watched the the new jumanji movie not too i don't think it's out yet but Wait. The one with Jack Black and The Rock and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I, I don't really like Kevin Hart. I don't I love The don't Rock. I don't like him either. But, I don't like... Well, I, yeah. I'm coming around to Dwayne Johnson because he, he's kind of like... He's in everything. Yeah. So the novelty is kind of worn off. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, yeah. he's in everything. I just... I just I'm kind of tired of seeing yeah, like the I, same guy. I agree. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Dwayne Johnson, but he's wearing glasses now. Right. Like, oh, it's Dwayne Johnson, but he has a fake leg. Yeah. Um. Because there, there becomes a certain point where it's no longer believable. Yeah. Because you've seen them so many times. It's also the same problem that like you have when someone is known specifically for one role, then it's hard to yeah see them in other things. When they have too many roles, it's hard to, you know, yeah believe it at that point either. But I think seeing Jack Black and Jumanji playing a girl who is trapped in Jack Black's body, that that was the first time I've seen him do something slightly different in a while. And it was there were a lot of like 
there's a lot of like tiny acting things that I I saw him do that I thought were kind of funny, and so overall I was like, okay, like I I'm into this. I this also really liked him in School of Rock. School of Rock is yeah, it's a good. really good one. But I feel that's trademark Jack Black though. Like that's like yeah, he's not that. That is just Jack Black. Yeah, and I feel like as as if the funny moments in that for me when I think about it are like Miranda Cosgrove and like some of the other kids. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I mean, he is the the person who's on screen, like, the whole time. But when I think of the specific funny moments, it's not really him so much. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Did you hear about the – so the Joker movie came out. Or no, no, it didn't. The uh, <laughs> the reviews for it With came Joaquin? out. With Joaquin? Yeah. Okay. He, uh, they released – the Joker movie at some festival, a bunch of people saw it and people were giving it like 10 out of 10, a plus like 100% Rotten Tomato, like masterpiece, masterpiece. This Uh, is the best movie ever. Um, and I'm happy, but I'm also really worried about this because this is, this is it. Like, I think we finally, um, the way the tsunami has finally, you know, toned down with the whole like Joker, Harley Quinn culture that, arises every couple of years i don't know um suicide squad you know the that hype died I down i think it's and still there it's about yeah. to come back oh you oh okay i get what yeah. you're saying yeah you like because like it happened with heath ledger's it's, joker yes. like it was prominent mainstream yes. and then it and then finally everyone decided to fuck off again and yeah. everything was quiet suicide squad happened and all the people came back and they found their crowd and everyone you know shut the fuck up again and yeah it's, it's gonna happen again i i agree i not looking forward to it. It's become a little easier for me. I I have kind of adopted a philosophy recently, and this kind of ties into like what I was saying about he Jack Black and Matata. <laughs> I've adopted this philosophy. It ties into what I was saying about the Jack Black, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. I have stopped letting stuff bother me so much. Um, just in the sense that like if someone else is that a diva mouse or no no it's not oh it looked kind of like blue and pink from the side from this angle anyway uh i've adopted this philosophy of like not caring as much about what people like whether or not i feel as if there's any depth to it or any anything to it it just i have spent too much energy in my life caring about what other people i guess like or you know what i mean it just and at this point i'd rather spend that energy doing stuff i want to do or doing like looking at things i want to look at and not being upset about something and uh i don't know i still i still understand the feeling of like i don't like the joker as a character i never have i feel like it's one of those like uh typically portrayed like very chaotic and well i think he just gets romanticized so much he gets it, romanticized it's, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a weird fetish that this kind of arises from people the edginess and right and and i i feel the same way about a lot of art pieces sometimes uh and i maybe this is like an extremely like i don't know if the term would be like nihilistic point of view but i don't feel a lot of art is always that deep like, I don't feel like people paint things with, like, the most, yeah, the 
the greatest intentions like oh i'm i'm using blue to symbolize this about myself and this time period i'm using that you know yeah. and maybe subconsciously sure but i think people find meaning in a lot of things that does not have it or or doesn't have as much meaning as that they're they're assigning to this thing which like i said is like most common in art yeah. but I, with the joker it's also like the same sort of feeling i like people i oh he's a genius he's this you know blah blah, blah. i like, feel like he sure. wasn't that way yeah and then one or two like dramatic character study pieces came out like the killing joke and you know mm-hmm. the token you know jokers right, right. The complex thing there and now his character is all about reading into everything he says and I does and him that. speaking so yeah. elegantly and having like a philosophy yeah it and I, I i agree with what you say or with what you said but it's more of because there's certain subcultures that become unavoidable sure like, sure this upcoming joker thing is going to be unavoidable <laughs> There will be people yeah. all over the place yes. with Joker uh, get-ups and speaking certain ways and the Facebook posts and the social media. Um, it's going to be great for the cringe and meme economy. Um, there's going to be some great <laughs> stuff. We're going to get you know invest yeah. a lot in Joker memes because they, they're, they're going to increase in value very soon. You're going to be able to unload Sell them your Bitcoins, buy Joker memes. <laughs> Joker memes are going to be in yeah. – like joker memes are gonna be in in october like that's that's gonna be the time yeah but it's it it's when things like that become unavoidable that i just start rolling my eyes yeah yeah and if it wasn't that it'd be something else when things come into your like come into your path kind of you have to like yeah hop on my radar and it's just and once you see it a certain amount of times yeah and i'm gonna see the movie and i know i'm gonna like it sure so it's just gonna be shedding this weird negative light on something that i enjoy and it's just like kingdom hearts like the Kingdom Hearts fan base almost ruins it yeah. when you look at all the like cringy stuff and you're just, man, I really yeah. like this and I I can't really share that I like it anymore because yeah, yeah. like then I'm associated with that and it affects there, stuff and it, that's been difficult for me to navigate because I have a lot of friends who like things and don't keep up with communities or cultures or anything yeah. like that and they just purely like something and I've always been jealous of that because I'll. I'll know what's going on in terms of like the people that are also liking this thing. And that sometimes like influences whether or not I will like something if I don't like the community that's involved in it. You know what I mean? Which is frustrating because that, that should have as much bearing as I give it, you know what I mean? But I just, I have always assigned it a lot of weight. Like if I don't like a certain amount of people, if I feel like, the people that I keep seeing liking something are, you know, uh, annoying or what, you know, whatever. I've attributed that with like Rick and Morty too. Cause like, yeah. Rick and, like I got in, you know, Oh, I liked it before it was popular. Right. Right. And then it became a huge meme of sure. like, Oh, I'm smart. Cause I watch Rick and Morty. And then it just turned into this big gatekeeping, you know, toxic yeah. fan base. And it's like, now I could only imagine anybody who's never watched it before. Yeah. Are being flooded with oh you haven't watched it or oh you probably wouldn't get it or <laughs> everyone pretend it like rick is almost like yeah. rick is almost the new joker yeah. where everyone yeah. like talks That's like rick say. <laughs> everyone's trying to be rick um there's this romantic like he's on the show like a shitty character yeah and like an asshole and that doesn't care about anyone and then people romanticize that and like yeah he's just so smart 
Yeah. Oh, like a, oh there's like a yeah. there's a message in what he's saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, ugh, it's just a mess. It's just something that I have the um. It's it's uh. My life is going well enough to where I can afford to complain and let things like that get to me right now. Sure, like, sure. What else? You know, Mine is not I, going said, well enough to do that. <laughs> I think I said that before, you know. Sometimes I have the luxury to be mad about things like yeah, this instead of something fine. serious. So, you know, it's like, you know, it, yeah. No, and, and just to be clear, I feel – I understand what you feel, and I, I have – spent like i have done like i know i get it i get it um but i think it's also important like because we're talking about this like i want to you know to share like that's how i how i'm trying to feel oh yeah i get it is to not be that way and to not because you have to learn to let people like what they like yeah yeah but sometimes you don't have to be happy about it no you you definitely (laughs) yeah that's another lesson that i think a lot of people people like want to be very binary and very like black and white sometimes. And there's just some like, you can be fine with people liking something. You can like something yourself, but you can also be unhappy. Other people like it. You can also be, you yeah. know, happy. Other people like it. You could be you know, whatever. Hashtag bring back national decks. <laughs> yeah. Just to so... get back to the main point. <laughs> just come on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think with that, I think that's all the time we have. I got to go. Uh, I have some getting mad to do. I have some getting mad. Yeah, I got to go get mad. I'm going to go take a bath. All right. Well, Here uh, at your house. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'll go get you a towel, I guess. <laughs> could, you, could you go eat up the Draw water? me a bath. <laughs> Andy, draw me a bath. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, Is that your Brian impression? Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. The, oh, draw me a bath. <laughs> I'm not interested in Give me a bath. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, after each episode, it's, there's the traditional, uh, you know, Brian takes a bath after yeah, each episode. I have, I have to, to wash off the gunk. Off the, wash off the toxins with yeah. this weird soap that he buys. It's like $80 it's, from it's California. somewhat mystical. It's, yeah, it's kind of mystical. It's kind of mystical. Yeah. But not yeah. fully. Yep. Well, this has been Desk Pop. I, this has been. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode because yeah. you know, if not, we recorded it in vain. I've hated if every not, second of this. Hey, if you didn't like it, you're justified in feeling that way. Yeah, just don't tell people you didn't like just it. Just <laughs> lie to everyone and tell them you loved it. Yeah. 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 All right. See you later. All right. See you around. <laughs> I don't hear that water pouring yet. <laughs>